Welcome to the HR Chat Podcast, bringing the best of the HR, talent, and leadership communities to you. For more episodes and the latest articles covering what's new in the world of work, visit hrgazette.com, subscribe and follow us on social media. Welcome to another episode of the HR Chat Show. I'm your host today, Bill Bannum, and my awesome, wonderful guest today is Tara Favors, Executive Vice President and Chief Human Resources Officer over at the Mutual of America Financial Group. Tara is responsible for all aspects of their human resource strategy, including talent acquisition, development and retention, diversity, equity and inclusion, organizational learning, compensation programs, all aspects of employee benefits and the development of a, a hybrid employee work policy. She works closely with the executive committee as they implement their transformational business initiatives and ups, updates their long-term strategic plans. So she's a pretty busy person, listeners. Hey, Tara, welcome to the show today. Hi, Bill. Thank you for having me. And although I'm a very busy person, I'm very excited to be talking to you on the HR chat show today. Why, thank you very much. I'm very excited to have you here. So uh, beyond my reintroduction there, Tara, why don't you start by telling our listeners a bit about yourself? Don't talk about your current role yet. We'll, we'll get to that in just a moment. Um, but start by telling our listeners a bit about your career background. Sure. So I um, am a proud New Yorker who happens to live in New Jersey. I went to Syracuse University. I'm a very big orange woman. Um, from Syracuse, I went directly to graduate school. I went to the new school where I got my master's degree in human resources. Um, we'll talk about my role, so I won't do that. Um, but I've um, been in financial services for the majority of my career, but I'm so much more than my job, I'd like to believe. So I'm also a wife of almost 20-something years, so almost 23, four years, mother of two wonderful boys who are ones in college um, and one's a senior in high school. I get involved with a lot of philanthropic um, initiatives in my neighborhood, um, and I'm a really good girlfriend. So lots, lots of things of who I am. Okay, I love that. Thank you. Thank you for sharing your personal side. Some people, they don't do that. Um, and personally, <laughs> I get a little bit nervous sometimes about, about sharing lots about myself. So you're a braver person than I. Good for you. Okay, uh, let's move on to talking a bit about your current role then. You are the Executive Vice President and Chief human resource officer over at Mutual of America Financial Group. Uh, what do you get up to there? So very busy, as you said. So I've been in this job since October. Um, I uh, came in to oversee a, team, oversee a team of about 19 people. And across all of us, we manage all of our talent management, recruitment, benefits, compensation, et cetera. Um, what's been really exciting about this role um, is that it's essentially, I'd say, a rebuild. Um, the organization, the HR organization was a bit stagnant and um, we were just a little bit out of date. And so I get involved with everything ranging from initiatives, from rebuilding our performance management function. We're doing some work around redesigning our compensation. We are looking at our benefits to ensure that they are really up to date, that they're equitable. They're what the market's looking for. Um, we are doing work around diversity, equity, and inclusion in a way that we had never done before. So it's a really inclusive role um, that I get to do for an organization that I think has a wonderful mission. Um, just a little bit about Mutual of America. We we're founded in 1945 uh, by a group of business leaders who believe that every worker deserves 
a financially secure future. And so we spend a lot of time working with nonprofits and small businesses, helping them to come up with the best retirement plans for them. Um, and as I mentioned, I have a really philanthropic side to me. So I love that I get to work in the world of financial services, which has been where my career has been, but it also gets to mirror, be mirrored with a client group that um, supports the things that are in my heart, nonprofits and small businesses. So it really is nice to be able to be an organization whose mission and values match things that I think are really important. Okay, thank you very much. So you mentioned there that you, you're fairly new to the role, you've come into that position to spruce things up a little bit. And uh, mm-hmm. you mentioned that, that part of what you've been doing so far is, is uh, reassessing HR initiatives and making sure they're more equitable. That's really interesting. How, how does one do that? Mm-hmm. But what, 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 is, what goes into a, assessing how equitable uh, a, a particular HR initiative is and how hiring processes, for example, work so that they, you know, they, are, um, they, they, they can give as many folks as much opportunity as possible? Well, I'll give you, I mean, there's a lot of ways that we could do that. I mean, I think the responsibility of human resources is to ensure that all of our function and our people are being treated treated fairly, equitably, and that all people have the opportunity to succeed and grow, right? So whether we look at our recruiting process and the intake process of where we find our candidates from to measuring and tracking the types of people who follow through from interviewing to being hired, when we think about compensation and pay equity, these are things that we are just really starting to look at here, which are vitally important. But, you know, just from, let's just look at, um, we just came out of COVID. We are in a world where people are starting to look at what, what makes sense for them from a work perspective. They also were challenged with opportunities around healthcare. And so part of the conversation, one example is around kind of health health equity and health health care, and looking at our benefits to ensure that, that what we're offering for our employees meets the growing and emerging needs of our people, um, and whether that is making sure that we have, a, we have benefits around adoption or benefits around kind of wellness, um, or that we're thinking about what someone who is a younger person is looking for regarding health care and the kind of the health care plans that we offer to them versus someone who is later in their career and has a family that has very different needs. It's really kind of taking the full suite of the people that are in our organization and trying to understand how we meet them where they are to be able to give them what they need in a way that's thoughtful and inclusive. It's, a, it's really interesting. And I think it's the way that companies should really start to emerge. There's no one um, kind of answer that fits all people. And so we've got to be thoughtful about making sure that we are incorporating all of our incumbents in the way that we run our processes and systems and, and um, offerings and human resources. Okay, thank you very much. So my next question, I guess, is is what else? What else are you hoping to accomplish over, the, say, the next, the next year or so? Well, it's funny that you should ask. I just put together uh, a bit of what our priorities are, but let me just start by something that my team and I just did last week that I'm really proud of. We just had our um, kind of a, our planning session. We're doing some reorganizations um, in, in across the team. And part of what I started with, we spent about an hour and a half, was for us to think about our vision and our mission. So as an organization, as an HR department, who do we want to be and what does that look like? Um, and I, I'll give you um, an early announcement because I haven't shared this anywhere, but I, by the time this airs, it will hopefully be around the company. If not, I, and we tweak it by a little bit, I think your listeners will be okay with that. 
but we created a very simple vision. Our vision is to create an environment where our employees or our colleagues, actually, we've decided to call them, to create an environment where our colleagues feel fulfilled and empowered, right? Simple statement, big words. And our mission is to focus on balancing, balancing the involving business objectives with recognizing our colleagues' needs. And we want to be informed and of a informed and reliable resource that delivers solutions that enable all to be at our best. It's really, it's a really big statement, but it's kind of, it's who we want to be, right? And before we can think about what our vision is or what we think about what our priorities are, we have to think about what does that look like and how do we do it and how do we do it together? Um, and then beyond that, some of the very specific things that we're doing is I have initiatives that roll through kind of the talent stream, you know, looking at how do we augment our recruiting? Looking, how do we augment our internship and our full-time hire process? How do we look at the way that our roles are positioned right now to ensure that people can have career growth, which is something we're hearing from our, from our people? Looking at learning and development, um, I have this dream of creating an environment which is a culture of learning and development. So creating a culture of learning and development, engaging people, I have work that we're doing around our kind of total award and ensuring that we're paid to market. I have work that we're doing around our benefits. Um, I have work that we're doing around our technology because technology is the thing that, that powers all of this stuff. How do we know if we're doing well if we don't have the metrics behind it to be able to prove out what we want to do? And that's uh, related to technology. We have work that we've been doing in diversity, equity, inclusion that we've already started around having a speaker series. We will eventually kind of mature that into ensuring that our functions have a true diversity, equity, inclusion component to it, like I said earlier. Um, so really, really busy, really, really heavy, but really, really super interesting work. Okay, love it, love it, thank you. So let's talk a little bit about uh, this thing that I can't help but talk about in almost every episode at the moment, and that's the great resignation, the, 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 the big reshuffle, <laughs> what? whatever you want to call that? it, okay? what's that bill never heard of that as a, as a chro never heard of that um no. so you know as, as a chro at a, at a large well-known company what do you what do you think companies should be doing to improve their retention rates and just as a as kind of a an additional part of that question should companies be as worried about retention rates going forward given that we are seeing potentially a recession i i think the answer is yes they should for a bunch of reasons including i don't think hiring will slow down so much even if even if the gdp does what, what are your thoughts so i can answer that question as a chro i can also answer somewhat as, as someone who changed jobs as i mentioned a, a few months ago right so not only am i a chro but i'm also just a worker and so I, uh, I guess I've added a, one little check to the great resignation bucket when I left my job. Um, look, I think that um, what COVID did was allow people to really revisit what matters to them. And so the great resignation, people are doing a bunch of different things. There are people like me who switched from one financial services firm to another. Um, those people may have been done that anyway, so it just happens to fall during the great resignation. There are people, though, who decided that they want to move, and not only do they want to move, they want to move to a place where they can live a little bit easier, where they can have more flexibility. There are certainly people who have decided that they want to go and pursue a passion or start their own business. 
And so the great resignation is a lot of things rolled up. We have people here who decided they wanted to retire, right? So they're not going to do anything else from a professional setting. They've just decided that they've worked long enough and they're ready to retire. I just had a conversation with someone about that recently that they just decided to retire. So it's really broad. Um, companies need to be ever vigilant and ever on their game, right? And so they need to be looking at the programs that they're offering their employees to ensure that they're helping them to maximize their growth. Stated simply, employees just need to, employers need to talk to their people. What are their employees looking for and how can we help them to get there? Why are people leaving? People are leaving because they're looking for opportunities for career development and growth. And some of them felt like that became very stagnant over COVID. Um, and maybe they felt like COVID left them behind. Maybe they felt like their COVID offered two years where they weren't growing, where no one was having a conversation with them about what their next step looked like because companies were just trying to survive. And employees, however, were not trying to survive. They were trying to thrive. And so they walked away. Will it continue? It will. I don't, I don't think the fact that we're moving into a place where the uh, infl inflation is growing will make people stop being more curious about what's out there will make them stop to think about how they can change their lives to be more in line with what they're looking for to meet their passion and, and goals. They won't. I think though, what then organizations need to do is again, be ever vigilant around looking at how are we paying people? Are we paying them fairly? Are we paying them in line for their job? Are we showing them what a pathway to career growth could look like? Um, all of those things are what we need to continue to do um, because if we don't more and more people will just answer the call when someone offers it to them um, and so this really is an opportunity for hr but also for our managers because our managers touch our people hr provides a process hr provides the system um, for to help to empower leaders but leaders have to do the work managers have to do the work in having those conversations it's gonna to need to continue and they're need, gonna to need to double down on that. Um, I don't think that's gonna change at all. And I also think that a, the next generation of workers that are coming into the system have a very different set of loyalty and standards than, than my generation did. And so therefore we need to emerge to be able to think about what that demographic is looking like too. Oh, man, there are so many follow-up questions I want to ask you right now based on your mm -hmm. last answer. Uh, <laughs> for example, you mentioned uh, the fact that we, we're, we're living through, actually, it's the height, isn't it? The height of the resignation of the, of the, of the boomers right now mm -hmm. and, uh, mm -hmm. and the impact, the impact of, of, on, uh, on corporates, for example, in terms of that gap it's leaving yeah. in the boardroom on the, on the C-suite level and just below that in terms of senior management. And there, uh, mention of this generation that I'm still trying to get my head around, uh, the, the Gen Zers or the Gen Zers, if you're listening in my motherland of the UK. Um, but we don't have time. We don't have time. I'll just have to get you oh. on again in, in the future. Instead, <laughs> no problem. In, in, <laughs> instead, Tara, instead, uh, one more question for you for today, and that's how can we learn more? How, how can folks connect with you and, and learn more all about you? Well, I'm trying to do a better job of posting all of my thoughts and musings on LinkedIn so I can be found there. Um, certainly, I, I, I really do love interaction. I love from learning from others. And so quite simply, anyone who looks me up on LinkedIn can see my 
current thoughts, doings, and articles that I repost. Um, even I just wrote my first article that's published in Savoy Magazine about career development for young professionals um, in their summer 2020, uh, 2022 edition, so they can read that. Um, so I'm actually pretty easy to find. I started in the beginning talking about myself, so I'm pretty open with that. I'm pretty free. I'm pretty easy to find. Okay, sounds great. But you haven't had a guest post published on HR Gazette yet. We need to talk about this. Um, but you other than that, <laughs> let's do it. Let's do it. Um, I'll send you more information about that afterwards. Okay, so uh, that just leaves me to say for today, Tara, I've had a lot of fun. Uh, I think you're great. Um, I wish you well in your new role over at Mutual America. I, I, I don't see any reason why uh, you're not just going to go from success to success. I love your authenticity. I love how you've been open with our listeners today. Thank you very much for being my guest on this episode. Thank you for having me. And listeners, as always, until next time, happy working. Thanks for listening to this episode of the HR Chat Podcast. There are hundreds of conversations with business experts available for free on the HR Gazette website, Apple, Spotify, and all the main platforms. And remember to like, subscribe, and follow us on social media. 